Listening to the wood that he was sawing offered Xiang Chan Lim a moment of profound insight. In retrospect, it seemed obvious to him. The rumbling noise the wood was making indicated something was not right. But he kept persisting anyway. That is, until his teacher drew his attention to that discordant sound. Chan Lim learned that if he listened, if he listened, the wood had something to tell him. If we pay attention, the people and the world around us have something to tell us, something honest. This realization reminded Chen Lim of a conversation he had had with a friend. His friend was suffering from bipolar depression. And Chen Lim tried to express back to her what he thought that he was hearing, what he thought that she was trying to tell him. And he kept getting it wrong. And she got more and more frustrated. And he kept trying to get it right. And she kept getting more and more frustrated. And then the light bulb went on for him. And he realized that what he had actually been doing was he had been actually blaming her. He had actually been treating her as though what was happening was her own fault, as though she were a problem that needed to be fixed. He hadn't actually been listening to her at all, not listening from the heart, not from a place of empathy. I have had similar experiences. I'm guessing most of you have as well. Sometimes we truly believe that we were, we're being empathetic. We really do. We really think we're exercising kindness. But maybe we're not. How can we know? Well, Brene Brown has some ideas about some ways we might know. And I think... Her examples are really helpful. According to Brene Brown, empathy rarely, if ever, begins with the words, at least. Think about that for just a moment. Someone says, my son dropped out of school. And someone replies, at least your daughter is graduating from college. Or someone says, my job is wearing me out. And someone replies, at least you have a job. Or, I had a miscarriage. At least you know you can get pregnant. Or, 
I haven't been feeling well. At least you have someone to take care of you. Or my friend died. At least she didn't suffer. Empathy doesn't dismiss or diminish pain that way. It doesn't use at least. It doesn't try to silver line people's experiences and feelings. Instead, whether in words or in one's presence or with gestures, empathy says, I know what it's like. As Brown says, this only happens when we connect with something in ourselves that knows that feeling. This means reaching into our own experiences and connecting to that vulnerable place in ourselves in order to relate to the other person's pain. When someone shares their heartache, their disappointment, their losses, their moments of overwhelm and fear, when we witness suffering, empathy invites us to be with them right there in all the messiness. It invites us to bear witness, to be present. Empathy lets us know that we're not alone. It affirms the worth and dignity of each of us and connects us one to the other at the soul level. But empathy isn't self-satisfied. It doesn't replace the need to take action. In fact, I find that empathy fuels the commitment that we have to dismantle unjust and cruel systems because it puts us in touch at such a deep level with such pain and such suffering that how could we not try to improve the world as a result. And that's really different than trying to fix a person or trying to deny a person's experience of pain. It's very different. Empathy fuels our passion for a kinder and a more caring world. It fires our commitment to give life the shape of justice. That's what we sing in Spirit of Life, our commitment to giving life the shape of justice. May our hearts and our lives be filled with empathy. May we be stirred to compassion in all of our interactions. Amen. Blessed be.